Hello and welcome to the By the Railside podcast. My name is Yarden. I'm here with Yefrica. What's up? Yastin. Hello. And Zach. Yes. I'm going to call you Yak because you might make a Yak sound. And that just is there a Swedish up. version of Zach? Yeah. Zachary. Meep more. Meep. 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 Anyways, today we're talking uh, movie reviews. And we decided that it was my turn. So I picked one of the worst adaptations that I found uh, The Dark Tower. I have a very strong opinion of this movie, so I think I'm going to turn this over to Jeff. Uh, what were your Hello. thoughts on the movie? Uh, I've never seen the or seen the book. Yeah, I've never read the book, so my opinion's purely on the uh, like cinematic quality, I guess. And there's not going to be any comparisons to like what is or isn't in the books and all that kind of stuff. Uh, as for the cinematic quality, I thought the movie was okay. I didn't think it was a masterpiece. I also didn't think it was like absolute trash, but I definitely had some problems with mostly a lack of information. Uh, like Walter, I think is, is that the sorcerer's name? Walter? Yeah. yeah Walter is, is he the only sorcerer in the, on the multiverse or whatever it is? Why does he want to, destroy the universe and rule its ashes like he to me he was very much a baddie mcbaddington uh villain he had no motivation he had no reason he just wanted to do things for the sake of doing them kind of thing yeah they do so much world building in this and then just like do nothing with it and i was just like man i want to know about this shit yeah and with the with the gunslingers are they trained in any sort of magic or is their ability to like pick out a person from 7,000 feet away with their hearing? Is that just training? Uh, I don't like there's, there's things like that, that I don't, I just don't understand. Uh, things that like were okay for me was like the, uh, the tears in the, in the, universe i don't really know how to describe it the like the tear between reality and outside reality almost that kind of stuff was neat um yeah i i there's there's so many little things about the movie i didn't like but overall i didn't mind the movie and uh justin you also have no experience uh seeing the books yeah, this is a, it's a, like a multi-book. Like, it's a trilogy or more than that, right? Uh, seven books, yeah. So, yeah. Like, and it, I think it really shows. Because the first, like, 40 minutes or so of this movie, I was like, almost everything that they showed, I was like, oh, that's cool. I hope we get to explore that. Like, they seem like cool concepts. And then it's just like, you, you go like an inch below the surface, and you're like, all right, moving on to the next thing. And I was like, what the fuck? So... You could clearly tell, like, were they planning on making more movies, or was it just, like, they tested this one out, it flopped, and that was it, or what? Uh, they were planning on doing a, t- a TV series on, on this run, or at least possibly a sequel. Uh, it's the production for this movie has gone through so many studios since, like, 2003. Um, Warner Brothers had probably the neatest idea where they wanted to do, like, several major movies, but then tv series in between each movie to sort of fill in the fill in the gaps between the two but eventually just got to to sony and uh they they put out this thing gotcha because it yeah it kind of it reminded me of like the the warcraft movie where you're like if you're gonna intro people to this like it should have been like to me, I was way more interested in, like, the gunslinger's upbringing than I was this random kid who saw visions. So, in, like, the Warcraft movie, they show, like, fucking Thrall's bullshit when they should have shown, like, Arthas's, um storyline. Because it's, like, way more intriguing and, like, everyone can get on board without too much backstory. Um, and this one definitely felt like it suffered from, like, there's a lot going on in the world 
and we don't have enough time to show it. So here's some like random action scenes. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's like an awful movie just because I didn't really know like if a character got fucked over that like I knew should have been explored more. I didn't really care because I didn't know anything about the character, but I can definitely feel like if I knew anything about this world, I would be mad watching it probably because that was definitely me watching the Warcraft movie. But like anyone who doesn't know anything about Warcraft is like, it was okay. So I would probably say it's like a five out of 10. Um, but like the, so the main evil dude, his right hand person, the girl, she seemed like she was going to be important. And then she had like four lines and then her face got burnt for no reason. And I was like, I feel like that character definitely had like entire chapters dedicated to her and it was just like scuffed entirely was i right about that i don't think she was a right hand the right hand uh person wasn't she just like some rando because she showed up and then he was like uh choosing a pretty face is good it'll get you far in life or something it seemed like he had just met her to me uh i got the idea that the skin she just chose a new skin and that she was like the leader of that thing. Like the scientist was obviously like doing most of the work, but she was like the overseer or whatever is the impression I got anyways. I don't know. I can't quite remember, but I'm pretty... The girl in the red dress. Yeah, I, I remember her. I, I think it was just like a random crony that put on like the hot outfit. And then uh, Walter was just like, mm, nice. You're going to stand by me now. But and I think it was the dude in the, the purple sweater. Yeah, his anger issues. That was one thing I, I, I noticed because um, I don't remember Walter in the books being as, like, all over the place with his emotions. Like, he was always cool, calm, collected. Yeah. He never, like, raged. But at that moment, he's like, something didn't go his way. All right, your face is now going to have a burn mark, because fuck it, I'm angry. He also wasn't very common in the books, other than, like, the first one. Yeah, he, he was He popped really... up every so often. Yeah, but... he was pretty sporadic with his appearances, whereas this one, he was one of the main focuses. Yeah, and if she did burn her face, like, why didn't she just change skins again? Maybe. I think it's, like, super expensive and involved. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, well, even the ones that have ill-fitting skins are just always constantly readjusting, right? So maybe, yeah. I think, I don't know, like, because I'm reading, I'm in the middle of that book at the moment. Um, I don't know if, like, maybe they have to kill people to get skins, so maybe that's why they're so rare. Yeah. Was the... The innocence, like, of the children or whatever, like, do they explore why that is, even, like, why would, like, innocent, like, a child's innocent is something that's been explored, like, a billion times. I've heard a bunch of different stories, but, like, why would that be the thing that destroys the universe? Like, that doesn't, no, it's, like, what, what was that? It's because of the, uh, the power that's in it. So, in the movie, it was called, like, The Shine. Um, yeah. so if you've seen, uh, the shining or Dr. Sleep, it's, it's like, it's, it's almost like a little Easter egg in the book. It's called, uh, the touch. So basically you have like these psychic abilities. And so, um, I'm assuming that the innocence of them is that the, the children haven't been tainted by anything yet. So they're still, they still have that pure, uh, shine or that pure, um, energy so that they can harness that energy to destroy the tower. Basically, I, I get that it gives them power. I just didn't understand, like, why was there a prophecy about that being the thing that destroyed the world? And, like, I mean, it's a fantasy prophecy, it, it, it comes from nowhere just to, prevent yeah, I, story, I guess right? it, yeah, it's just like a deus ex machina, I guess. But, like, it could also be like because the one technically the one that the prophecy was talking about was Jake Chambers, and he knew absolutely nothing about the world. So he didn't know about the shine. It was just he thought it was having weird dreams. Um, like yeah, maybe that's where the like the innocence thing comes from. Yeah, and like the gunslingers are all like they all like Wolverine healing and like live really long too, right? Like, is that just like a ritual they go through, or they're just born with that too? Just kind of like the shine thing, or I think that might be. Like... Or is it like those children grow up to be gunslingers or something? Yeah. So the gunslingers, it was like. Uh... A royal family pretty much like you were born into it or uh you were part of the the royal family so like there was the the lower tier and the royal family or like pure bloodline whatever because there is the the line of eld which yeah. was like i guess he was like the first or like the starting of the yeah the random years. excalibur thing getting thrown in there i was like what <laughs> yeah that i don't quite remember from the books 
Um, I don't know if it was ever mentioned, but I mean, it's been a while since I read like the first book or any books that contained anything about Gilead, which is where uh, Roland was from. Yeah, it'd probably be in the, th- I think it's the third book, The Wizard Glass. Yeah, the, third book. Because that does younger Roland. Yeah, it goes through his backstory, but... Uh... Yeah, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted this movie to be, was like, young Roland. Yeah. In, and if it ended here or whatever, it's fine, but like, it just felt like this, the half the movie with the kid was just like, I don't care about this character, really. Yeah, and it, the characters are vastly different from the books. Um, but, oh, that's what I want to say. Uh, about, like, the superheroing, I think that just comes from years and years of training. So I don't know, because they're, like, trained from children um, to be gunslingers. Uh, but you have to earn... You have to yeah, earn but he's, like, training. a couple hundred years old or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, technically, yeah. Because time works different in his world. Like, it goes more into detail in the books, but, like, Roland, I think at the beginning it said Roland had been walking through the desert for, like, 50 to 100 years or something like that, if not more. And uh, he was, like, in his 30s, or he looked like he was in his 30s or 40s. That was one example. Uh, is, is, is the uh, the magic, or the, the shine, or whatever it's called, is it a form of sorcery? Like, is, uh, or is it just like a completely different thing? Um, it's like a completely different thing. Uh, it's it's more like psychic power. So like you can read minds, uh, clairvoyance, stuff like that. Okay, so it's it's just another branch of magic, basically, in this yeah, world. Pretty much. Okay, but it's is there that... other sorcerers than fucking what's his nuts? Um, I think at one point there were, but no longer. Because, like, Midworld, where everyone but Jake is from, is, uh, it's very, very old. And it's basically a dying world at this point. So the only thing I could think of, like, without knowing, would be that the Skinwalker people are actually demons or, like, allied with the demons. Because that's the only benefit of destroying the tower, right? Is that the demons get to come in? Yeah, so I think... Rat people, right? Yeah. They're, they're like rat or wolf people, um, and they're the underlings of Walter, and Walter is either an underling or working with, like, the demons. Um, or maybe he's not even working with them, he just, fuck the world, I want it to end, so let's bring in the, the devil creatures. You kind of seem like he just, his he went through all of the dimensions of the world and was just bored and just wanted to end it, I guess, because he's like, nothing happens after you die, so something, I, I don't know. True, Does yeah. the book explain like why he wants to end the world? Uh, the technically, it's I'm pretty sure it's the reverse. I think Roland is trying to find the Dark Tower to destroy it. Yeah, and Walter wants to to prevent that from happening. Like that's the whole thing. Because uh, in the beginning of the mo- the movie, it's um, Roland is chasing after Walter, or no, Walter is chasing after Roland, right? Yeah, yeah. That and was... in the books, it's the the first book is Roland walking through the desert to try and find Walter or that they call him the man in black at that point. You don't find out his name, one of his names. Yeah. So, so is that just the movie that reversed or is there some, like, was that in the, the book too, where they do like this weird role swap where they make you think that Roland's the good guy and then it ends up being the other way around. Uh, it's a possibility um so after i watched the movie and just before this i was looking through a bunch of articles and stuff like that explaining just just get better uh ideas on on the movie um and one of the key points that's made and it's something that me and jordan didn't know because we haven't got to the the last book is that roland in the movie is carrying the horn of eld now the horn of eld is something that when blown um, can reset er, resets Roland's journey. Um, so it, it made me less mad about the movie being an adaptation um, because he, in the in the books he doesn't get the Horn of Eld until the very last book, uh, and he finds out that he's actually been doing the same quest over and over and over again. So this movie is more like a, a, a they call it a pseudo sequel to the books. Since he already has the Horn of Eld, this is sort of uh, like a soft reset for him. So it is possible that in this version of it, he's the one that's that's trying to save the tower instead. That's a very odd design choice. 
to oh. just be like, okay, this is how the book did it. We're going to literally reverse everything and just say it's a sequel because he already has this one artifact. Yeah, I think it might have been just like a, a bullshit ploy that they put in the movie. Like, because you can you vaguely see it sometimes. Like, he has something that vaguely looks like it in his bag, but he never well, takes don't it. Don't know where the backpack is. Yeah. The whole oh. So that yeah, the whole thing <laughs> that's that's the very like end of the horn. So, but they oh, never bring it up. So I think yeah. the directors and everything, they just put it in there. They're like, okay, so if slash when the fans get pissed, we'll just be like, well, no, because this is the reason why. Like, it's not actually, we're not trying to redo it. We're just. So was Stephen King, like, not directly involved with this? No, or he was. He actually, he, when the trailer dropped, he tweeted out a picture of just the Horn of Eld. Oh, okay. And said, the, the, it's coming finally, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Stephen King okayed the script and okayed the movie. He saw it and gave his blessing on the movie. And I think it's because they worked in that adaptation of the Horn of Eld, giving it that that so that only like when the hardcore fans saw the trailer, they would be like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, that that's why all this stuff is happening. That's why certain people are left out of the of the movie." Um, the director did say if he had a chance to do a sequel to the movie he would be adding in the characters like some of the characters that he left out but to, to so weird yeah so this is basically just like alternate timeline whatever the fuck yeah, yeah so instead of repeating the same journey over and over again he finally got it to a place where he survived so i think in this one because i know a lot of the times they're in the books it said that he he gave it to a companion every time. Yeah, a dying so companion. Yeah. Maybe this time he had no companions left when he actually got the horn. He's like, well, if I've been doing this for so long, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to kill my friends over and over again. So he's just like, all right, this is it. Gunslingers are dead. We're done. So then... the the wizard at some point says like, he says multiple times that he kills everyone that he gets close to. So like, is the wizard? Does he exist in all timelines under the same mind, and it's just Roland that gets rolled back? No, so he's actually he's in a bunch of different books. So, so Stephen King books are all in the same universe. So all his books are are somewhat connected. Um, so I can't remember the name of the of the book, but the the gentleman's name is Randall Flag. Uh, so in the in the books. Randall Flagg is actually a um, advisor to Roland's dad uh, and, and when Roland is training him. And he actually is one of the reasons why the, the war starts. Like, he starts the war um, to kill all the gunslingers and stuff like that. Um, and I think he actually he convinces Roland's mom to sleep with him, and Roland finds out... And I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's what happens in the wizard glass. Yeah. Either that or I don't know if he's like out as Randall Flagg, but he is, he's pretending to be someone uh, like the advisor. And then yeah. I believe he like gets his, once he get like actually kills his dad, he takes over pretty much. And he like, he keeps, keeps the mom on a short leash. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure that was like the part of the sorcery side. Like they actually used a spell on her, but Roland was just like, why you fuck the wizard mommy yeah um in, in general like like just looking at it from a movie standpoint um and not not the adaptation like it wasn't it, it wasn't great it wasn't bad um the matthew mcconaughey as the man in black i definitely agree with the casting choice in that he had the the mystery um i don't fully like Idris Alba as the gunslinger because the gunslinger is because of where it is like his age and stuff like that he's not like he's not a buff guy he's honestly he's skin and bones yeah he's a twig um throughout he, he played it he played a good job um there's a bunch of easter eggs throughout the movie that reference different um uh Stephen King mo Stephen King movies and, and and books and stuff like that which was I thought was pretty interesting um and then the, the the differences between like the first time you see 
Roland actually doing stuff when that demon gets through and he's chasing Jake around and he's just sort of firing constantly even though these bullets are supposed to be super rare in the world uh, around them uh, and he's just just going off just just rifling down this demon where it's literally like the gunslingers are one shot one kill that that's it one bullet one kill every single time yeah that felt weird like the double tap on almost all of the bad guys was strange yeah but when they got to the the sequence when he uh was in the dixie pig and fighting all those guys it wasn't like there was a couple of guys that were double shots but that was when you actually saw him like turn into gunslinger mode um some of the reloading sequences didn't quite fully make sense mostly like when he's reloading from his belt single bullet style and it's he's got to like sort of flick a bullet up and then push it down because of the way it's in the notches and yeah i didn't understand that because like the way it looked to me it looked like he was rolling his gun across with the the chamber out and then uh they just sort of warped through the the loops on the bandolier like i never saw anything pop up and go in yeah um so other than that Uh, yeah real quick about the uh the double tap thing um, this, I could be entirely wrong, but that could be because during the, uh, early portion of the movie, he had basically given up his gunslinger ways and had basically lost his faith. And that's when he was doing all the double tap and whatnot. And then near the end of the movie, the kid had basically reignited his, his gunslinger faith in him. And that's when he started banking shots off walls and stuff and doing single shot. Maybe that's, that's the explanation for his use of bullets. But, uh, that's, that's just how I saw it. Actually, that, yeah, it could that be. makes sense. That that's a good, that's a good point of view. I never yeah. even thought of it like that. Cause uh, later on when he's teaching Jake to shoot, he actually says like, he hadn't said the creed of the gunslinger in so like how many years he said so yeah. many years. Yeah. So that would make a lot of sense, actually. Um, what else? Like the the it's kind of all over the place. So if you're if you're not familiar with what's going on, like trying to get involved, like it's literally the, the beginnings of the movies are like like Justin said, like it's just sequence after sequence after sequence. There wasn't really like it, there's somewhat connections, but um, it's even like started out with. Um, the kids going in to get their get their minds warped up to, to destroy the tower, then Jake, and then it goes back in time to Roland and his dad fighting the man in black. Yeah. So it's kind of all over the place, but the the general plot of bad guys trying to destroy something, good guys got to come through and kill it. It's a common thing, but I think they pull it off really well. Um, uh, and then just, just having roland like like knowing the books like seeing them getting poisoned and stuff like that it didn't actually happen that way in the books but different throwbacks after you read the novels and you see it and you're just like oh, okay that's kind of neat how they did it even though it's not the adaptation that i would have loved yeah and i think the the reason like because uh when he got poisoned by the demon when he got like stabbed in the shoulder in the forest the way that happened in the book um is the reason i think they did it the way they did it so in the movie he's already with jake and those are the that's the main group um but in the books there's uh what they call a quartet so that's basically a group that is drawn together by fate and they're like they're supposed to be together um and roland meets them on a beach so he wakes up on a beach after meeting with walter and he's also like 70 years older than he was uh and he sees three doors on the beach and each one leads to a member of the quartet. Um, and when he wakes up, there's uh, lobster creatures on the beach that he calls lobstrosities. And one of those clips two of his fingers off, I believe his right hand. Yeah. And then that gets infected. Um, and in the movie, he's like, yeah, okay. Jake's like, we got to go to a hospital. In the books, he just like goes into a, a drugstore, I believe, where he meets one of the, the group, Eddie, who's in a drug deal that it's gone bad. Yeah. Um, and he just like grabs some aspirin and that's it. It's like, got two fingers gone, hands bleeding. It's infected. Oh, just give me some, give me some Tylenol. I'm good. I'm out of here. I like how they go to that hospital 
and he gets this treatment and whatnot, then they just walk out and they don't even like, yeah, ask like who he is. that's not yeah. how that works. <laughs> they, they don't even like ask who he is or how they bill him or anything. They wouldn't even look at him if he didn't have like his insurance and whatnot on him. But I mean, that's just being real picky. But one thing that I hated that is being picky, but I don't give a fuck is the very last like battle scene thing. Yep. Where he's talking about. No, where he shoots the straight bullet at Walter, then he turns and angles his gun and banks the next bullet off the wall, which then somehow accelerates fast enough to hit the wall and come back, even though it's got a longer trajectory, and hit the other bullet to deflect it and hit Walter. I would have been fine if he shot the banked one first. And then shot the straight bullet because then you can say, okay, the extra distance, time to shoot. He's a gunslinger, whatever. But the fact that he shot the straight one first and then deflected it with you, fuck off. Yeah, I had a big issue with that because like that last scene was very weird. Maybe he was using his gunslinger powers, and he 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 had two different bullets. One had a little bit less gunpowder in it because technically, like if he was using the ones from his world, those are all handmade. Like he makes his own bullets. Yeah. Um, so it would make sense, but that's a crock of shit and I'm mad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, obviously, he, okay, if you ignore the fact that, like, the ordering was wrong, whatever, he got hit by the, the straight one. He's like, oh, fuck, like, you got me. But, like, why did he just give up after that? I think, he, like, that was his heart, right? Like, that's where he got him. I thought it hit him in the shoulder. It uh, seemed pretty high, and then he get shot, like, four more times and doesn't defend himself at all. Yeah. And I was like, first time that's kind of weird. And then he shoots one bullet into the portal and the whole fucking building blows up. I was like, what? Gunslinger mode. That's yeah, <laughs> uh, But just being the the fact that maybe because he actually got shot, so he he he's basically like survived like everything. Like he he's he's truly a wizard. Yeah, he just cannot die. So the the shock of actually being shot and having it like in him just probably threw him off and he'd be like what and then Roland went in and just you fucking with me this bitch was, actually shot me true yeah. true wizard he had like mage armor up for like 30 ac but only one actual hp and just died yeah glass <laughs> cannon that's what he was yeah that's uh when uh Roland i guess is his name shot the glass ceiling for whatever reason as if falling glass is going to kill a fucking sorcerer uh, Walter caught the whole thing, not just the ones that were going to hit him, but he caught the whole fucking window and then threw it at him. Why was he only trying to stop the one specific spot that the bullet was coming straight at him? Why didn't he just like do the whole front force field thing he did before? Maybe he was maybe just it's the that or like the because the trajectory is actually quicker, so you got to put more focus. I, I don't I don't know how magic works, but I assume like he, it's all focus based, so it. The quicker something's come at you, you gotta, and the because the, the velocity on it's gonna be huge. So it'd be like trying to stop a, a sixty mile an hour transport coming at you, or compared to like Timmy the chunky kid down the street just bowling. Not at Timmy. You. Yeah. So you gotta put more effort into stopping quicker in 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 higher velocity. Yeah, higher things. force yeah. things. Yeah. Speaking of Timmy, was I know you touched on like the casting. I didn't have a problem with uh Roland the wizard or uh the kid's mother who was the chick from Vikings and she's super hot. Yeah. But like basically every other cast I was like ugh. Like the stepdad was just like weird robot man like he had no emotion at all and the kid's best friend was like i had to look him up because i was like how is his like boston accent so bad and he's just like hey i'm walking here but he's like he's actually from he's italian and they made him do a brooklyn accent accent it's like why would you do that <laughs> like just get Someone actually from there, if that's what you wanted. Like, it felt so weird. <laughs> that, I thought, might have been a nod to one of the characters from the books, uh, Eddie, which is, like, one of the group, uh, the main group. 
because he is supposed to have like a Brooklyn accent, like he's a Brooklyn boy from the. It's so bad. Like, like I would rather you do the accent, like than fucking whatever that was. Like yeah, that, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah the 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 lack of of the other characters, I think, is what what did it to me because just in general, like not even if you just did like do a TV series so that you can actually like dive in and explain everything. Um, or, or if you're going to do a movie, it, like if you're doing movies about large series of books, you got to do a lot of movies. You, you, you got to set it up and then based off each one, you got to do it Harry Potter style. Just do two movies for the last book. Like fuck, you can't jam everything in or, or take something that has such a big following and people thoroughly enjoy and then just throw it all into an hour and 40 minutes and then because you also want to bring people into the world who have never experienced the world so the fact that you're leaving out like these key characters that that because because the whole throughout the whole book each character has their, their own journey there's like eddie when he first finds him is a huge heroin addict who thinks that and the way that uh roland treats him is just like you're, you're just a junkie you're like you're like you're here and i don't know why you're here because we haven't figured that out yet but like come on like you suck and then he's trying to prove himself and eventually he does he actually um roland gives him one of his guns um which is cool and then there's Susanna, who is she's got no fucking legs yeah they got just cut off by a train. wheeling around and she's got multiple personality disorder um, but these personalities come forth and they'll actually like, like, like it, it's, it's almost like she blacks out yeah, at certain times. And she's like, Oh fuck what I do. She's got one that's like super racist. And even though she's like a black lady, she's super racist towards white people. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is just, is just her. Uh, and then eventually she gets like, she gets impregnated by one of these demons that are flying around. So there's so much you can explore in these books and they just chose to do like use a, a trinket and soft reset everything so that they could make somewhat of a profit instead of yeah. actually being like, hey, the fans would thoroughly enjoy this, both readers of the books and non-readers of the books. And I'm surprised Stephen King was just like, yeah, yeah, just throw it out there. Not like, hey. You know what would help me sell more books? Not that he needs help, but <laughs> if you get all those people that realize that, oh, this is based off a book, okay, let me go see what the book is, which I highly recommend. If you guys got the time, read the Gunslinger series, the Dark Tower series. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'll never really understand that. Like, obviously, a book, like, nothing can do better than a book at giving you time to explore individual characters and stuff like that like that's what makes books so good but like in, like early game of thrones like they spent the time to establish those characters so that when they died or when things happened like you you felt it and then like obviously like when you go the hollywood way then you get like season seven and eight where it's just like all the characters are like service level and the decisions they make don't make any sense and that was basically this movie just like condensed into like very surface level stuff like i was hooked in for the first like 20 30 minutes and then like they just like i said they didn't do anything with it so i was just kind of like and it just turned into kind of a the movie got progressively worse the longer you watched it yeah and same with the cgi like it started to fade at the end too like they ran out of money or something (laughs) like it got really weird they got a budget crunch right at the end they're like all right yeah hire the the asian kid that hangs out back and he'll 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 finish the rest of the cgi movie um, I, I agree with Zach with like they, they needed to include the characters. Um, and at the beginning I was super pissed and it, like anyone I talked to about this because I raged about this in back when the movie came out for a long time. Yeah. Um, everyone thought I was racist. I'm not. I was just mad because they hired Idris Alba to play Roland because in the books Roland is like a pasty ass white dude with like bright blue eyes and black hair. Uh, and the reason that's important is because the Detta, which is the racist form of Susanna, always calls him like gray meat and shit like that. So you get to progress, you get to see the progression of her character through Roland, like how she treats them. Because um, I think it's eventually like 
she was Detta slash Odetta, which was the her split personality, and later on they like all fused into one, which was Susanna. Yeah. Um, and you get to see like just the, the her transformation alone was incredible because it turns out that I think it was uh, Walter was the reason that she has split personality. Yeah. Because like he'd been following her around for a while, like he dropped a brick on her head. That's what caused the split. Yeah, and then also pushed her onto the fucking onto the rails as a train was coming, and that's why her legs were cut off. Yeah, so so Walter. Why is he just fucking with her? Uh, I think because he is like in all timelines, like like when it on the walls when you see all like uh, hail the crimson king. Yeah, that's that's him basically. That's that's his. Yeah. That's the Randall flag persona. Is he is the crimson king, and in the final books. Um, when I was doing my uh, article reading, that's who Roland goes to, is fighting at the end when he gets to the Dark Tower is the Crimson King. So I think because he's in all these things and because of the Horn of Eld, so he he's experienced all these things as well as Roland because it resets all the journey. So he knows what's going on. So throughout the books, he probably went through and he's just like, I gotta find a way. I gotta kill these guys. So I think there was I think he was involved somewhat in Eddie, but I can't fully remember but yeah he he fucked with Susanna um he originally fucked with Jake like that's how Jake got into the world in the first place is he pushed Jake in front of a car and yeah and then he died and then got sent to Roland's world and then uh on the on Roland's way with Jake uh, to go meet Walter or to try and find and catch Walter Roland let Jake die like, they were in a ravine or something like that. They were going through a mine, and there was a ravine. And Walter had the choice, save Jake or follow Walter. And he chose to follow Walter. And I think Jake had one of the best lines in the that I've ever read. Um, and I don't I won't want to say exactly the quote, because I can't do that. But uh, it was something along the lines of, yes, go on, leave me. There are other worlds than this. And then... Um, I don't know. I can't remember how it happened, but they had like there was a split in the timeline because then Jake woke up back in his own world, and he and Roland both had the knowledge that, like Roland was like, "I let this boy die," but the boy didn't die, and Jake was like, "I died, but I'm alive." Yeah, and so I think that's kind of where that's where they got like the dreams and stuff from for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh... I don't know. It just offers so much more questions than it than it does answers for for anyone who's going to be new to it. Which sucks. Yeah, cause I like, agree. You you want to draw people in, but and then all of a sudden you're just like, when people walk out of the theater and be like, "What the fuck?" Like, wait, you, it's yeah, like if, walking if, out of a Borat movie or something. You just yeah, yeah. If you guys have been like, the books are awesome. Go see the movie. See if you'll like it. And like, I watched that. I'd be like. You got shit tasting books then, because that was yeah. There's not much going on there. <laughs> I had the idea today, like to if they were gonna do it again, or like to, if I could go back and make a suggestion to the 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 people making the movie, uh, take the original four, but change Jake to a black kid or or whatever you want to do, person of color for inclusion, and then change uh, Eddie to a girl. Because that'll at least, like, you're hitting your diversity. Because that's originally what I thought it was with Roland, but I, I can't quite remember. Maybe Idris Elba was I mean, I don't know the character. He felt like he fit to me. Yeah, but... like, he did a great job for the movie, but, it, like, I had... Yeah. Uh, when I was reading the books, I had a, a an actor in mind. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Supernatural, but there's a guy who plays an angel. And he, he's always very stoic. And there's no emotion in his voice, and it's just, like, right down to business. And I always pictured him because that's how Roland was to me. It was, he was basically a robot. Like at that yeah. point, he was just dead inside. It was I have, I have to find Walter and protect the tower. Yeah, and you you see him grow as a person throughout the books. So that's in the, so and let's say when they do the sequel, keep Idris Elba and then just get a racist white lady. I'm sure that'll go over well. Oh, there's so many they can pick from. <laughs> This is according Susan. to uh, this, is my, this is my personality, Karen. <laughs> according to Dark Tower fandom wiki, 
Uh, they are doing a sequel. It's going to be R-rated instead of PG. Uh, I don't. I don't understand the significance of this, but it says would include Roland wearing a hat. Is that significant in oh any way? Oh my god! Well, yeah, usually in the books, he that's like one of his trademarks. Yeah. He's always wearing a hat. Basically, um, when uh, when Stephen King went to go write these books, um, he he wanted like a fantasy epic. Um, and at the time when he started writing them, uh, he said, just like everyone else that started writing in that time period, everything was heavily influenced by um, Tolkien because uh, Lord of the Rings and that was, it was such a big hit. So he wanted to do like that fantasy thing, but he didn't want to he didn't want to do the same thing as Tolkien. Uh, and then he went and saw the good, the bad and the ugly. And so he's like, I'll do like a fantasy Western style. So that's what Roland is supposed to be like. Like Roland should look like, like if Clint Eastwood wouldn't just like possibly die on set randomly one day, it would make a perfect Roland. Um, just because he's got the, like like for for an older Roland, he's got the age and, and everything like that. So that's, when you're reading the books, that's who he's made out to be, is like this stoic cowboy guy who's just on like, going through the desert on his quest and, and stuff like that. I think they picked Idris Alba cause he was really big at the time. Um, he like, like don't get me wrong. Like for the character in the movie, he fit it. Well, if I was just watching the movie as is, didn't know anything about it. He fit the role of the gunslinger. He like, there wasn't too much, emotion until near the end of the movie where you actually saw him crack a smile mm -hmm. um so he he had that going for him which was nice but he was also super talkative and roland is not yeah uh a little more about the sequel it says that uh uh he's might they might have the lobstrosity scene where he loses his fingers. Fuck yeah. Uh, Eddie and Susanna will be included in the film. Yes. And that Idris, Matthew McConaughey, Tom Taylor, Jackie Earl Haley would reprise their roles. Okay. So, not too bad. So, definitely going to have Karen yelling the N-word constantly. Either that, maybe they'll swap um, Eddie and, and Susanna. So it'll be like Susanna will just be a, the normal character, like the heroin addict, and Eddie will be the one with the split personalities going off. Because that was one of the biggest, like the, one of my favorite arcs was the the Eddie Susanna relationship and how it started and how it built from there. Yeah. Plus, I just love reading like every other line. Her calling him gray meat or white boy or some shit like that it just yeah. makes me laugh. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that that's the thing. Like. It, it's just, it's the same thing as as with the, your 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 Warcraft stuff. Like, um, the, the movie the movie should reflect the story. You should be able to start out, and especially if you're planning on doing sequels. Like, uh, this this guy said he he wanted to do sequels uh, when they first started production at different studios. They had like the ideas of of multiple movies or like movies and TV series and stuff like that when you're when you're taking uh something that already has a script basically you have this you have the the script you have the lore you've got the knowledge it's it's there you don't have to change it much you, you don't need to make it like your own there there's still ways to do it but staying true to the um true to the context of the uh, of what you're doing but yeah uh, like war like me personally i enjoyed the warcraft movie like as a movie itself it it seemed good like the the characters were there there's a couple odd things maybe we'll review that one day um so that you guys can do the reverse of what me and uh me and jordan are doing you guys just go the fuck off on that um but uh yeah you, you just gotta you gotta stay true to the content and this one didn't nail it in that, and they, it's it felt they just built in after learning more about it. They just built in a safety net to cover their ass when true fans got mad. Yeah, it really does. Um, fuck, I just remember something. Oh yeah, uh, it was Roland's eyes. One of the reasons I like I I wish they would have done it because. Um, 
if I'm remembering correctly, like when he goes into his gunslinger state, like I'm about to kill like everyone, his eyes change from like a bright blue to like a steel color, almost like they go gray. Yeah. And that was a, that was one thing that they hit on as well. Um, it's a weird thing to miss that that takes no effort at all to do. You just throw some contacts in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or use your horrible, horrible CGI. Yeah. Like they, there's so many things like little things that they could have done to try and capture more of the original context. Like the, the original books were filled with yeah. things they could have used. I think the problem is that like the people that make movies or at least have the money to like the executives that have the money, they, they need to ha ha <laughs> have their own input. And they're just like soulless fiends that like don't understand anything. And they just, they're like, here's this thing. I think it should be this way. Even though I, never read the content or anything like that like avatar got fucked over like that i'm sure warcraft did too and it's just like it's just people that have no idea what the story is or where it's going and they're just like well we need to have the hollywood love interest and blah 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 blah, blah. like they even tried to throw it in with this thing at first with the weird goat uh herder i was like if they make her the love interest randomly i'm gonna be so mad but then they just fucked, fucked off with her but yeah, I didn't quite understand what the point of that was. Like, it was just a quick thing. Like, ooh, are they gonna smash? Like, what's going? Yes. And why did you pick the child? Yeah, to have the love interest, Hollywood. Look yeah. at you, cuties. Like, they it they always do that, and it's I, I don't know. It's too many yeah. hands in the pot. Like, I think they should just yeah. find a good director, bring in the author, and then let them take it. Yeah, because. Fine. That way, you're like you're getting. Don't the let the author material. leave halfway through, otherwise you end up with Game of Thrones. Yeah, chain him up if you <laughs> yeah. fucking have to. Well, that's what uh, like like that's one of the reasons why like early on like the, the, the Marvel movies got so good in the start is because John Favreau had a, a like a pure love for the comics and he wanted to tell the story as good as he could. And Kevin Feige was there and he again loves the comics. And everything like that um and, and so because he had that studio behind him he had the, the leadership of that studio and then disney was just like yeah go for it this is gonna make us money probably we'll try it out and then they, they set up this path whereas if you get something like the dc universe where you're just like holy fuck how many batmans are you gonna have just because that's the only property that you own that makes money because uh, and then you get like like now that they're coming out with the schneider cut next year of the justice league which is apparently what it should have been instead of having joss whedon come in and just be like no you gotta have barry allen fall into wonder woman's tits because funny a joke. yeah um straight out of anime yeah and, and it's stuff like that that where it was just really there um and, and i don't know it, or or when the directors get too excited or the writers get too excited and they're like oh we gotta have this we gotta have this you gotta have this but there's no connection between any of them really like, yeah like they could for the dark tower anyways they could release a two-hour movie just explaining the first one because there's so much backstory that they didn't touch on at all yeah like like there's there's a part where roland goes through and literally kills an entire town of people yeah goes into gunslinger mode and massacres a town in the first book and then and he goes through and then um it's just it's insane that's why it bothered so, me so much but in the book roland's trying to blow up the dark tower or whatever why uh i believe that's where like the where the evil's lying it's either that or he's just he's just instinctively drawn to this tower like he that's his quest i think it came down from his father he's just he wants to get to the tower i I'm pretty sure it's to destroy the tower because, and then when uh, when you see Jake draw um, that little map or whatever it is, uh, the lines going to the tower are actually uh, they're beams that are holding uh, basically reality together. So when those beams break, there's another shift, and then that's where you see like worlds intertwining um, with each other. And you get the, those fallouts, and then the crossovers. Yeah, uh, and then there's actually like guardians at these beams, but the the, the war caused an end, and all these uh, 
beams to start snapping. Um, that probably the other thing that bothered me so much is the, the they're not portals in the books they're not portals like they're not technological portals they're just doors just doors to other worlds that you can open up and that's a big thing throughout the the series is is how important like like the doorway is the uh, doors were like huge deus moxina in this movie like they're just like here's a town oh it has a portal because the plot needs a portal Oh, it needs to be charged up because the plot needs time to invasion. Like they use the portals for like any time they needed like the plot to move forward. Yeah, which is which didn't happen in the book. It was all doorways. There were certain doorways where they were harder to open. You had to use like like the the seer in in the in the movie where they have the like the sight or the touch. Uh, that's what it is in the books and it's that magic or psychic ability so there's a certain door they can't open they actually need someone like a whole group of of these seers uh to actually open up the door so they can get to different spots in the in the timeline because it's all all throughout time that bothered me because like they're not portals and everyone in the in the world is scared of the of the technology so, so technology is what ravaged Midworld. So anyone who goes near it, they like they're terrified of it. They they wouldn't be using it to, to power up fucking portals, just to, to zip a guy over because he's like, I gotta go. See ya. Yeah. In the fucking that's one thing I forgot about. In the like goat herder town, when they were trying to power up the portal, they had those like great big cogs. And they had two of them that were supposed to be interconnected. Turning one cog would turn the other one. One cog was turning, and the other one was just sitting there doing nothing, even though they were clearly supposed to be linked and whatnot. I was just like, how do you... Electricity. Yeah, how do you fuck that up? Like, that's literally the only purpose for this thing to be in this shot. And you just like, nah, it's fine. Yeah. Although when all those guys started coming through the town, I thought it was absolutely hilarious when the lady with the baby just bailed. But she bailed face first, so clearly that baby would be smushed. And then she just got up, and she's just like, ah, and the baby's just crying, and you're just like, you just, you crush that baby. You you ruined that baby. That's how you make Stewie. Yeah. That's new baby. Fucking Conehead. Conehead baby, we're running through the street. Um, I, ha- I found, I wanted, because I wanted to look it up, like, why Roland wanted to go to the tower. Uh, so in the books, the tower is... It, it kind of like it's kind of vague and specific at the same time like some people say uh the tower is in an it's a its own world so it's in the, what they call end world it's the last place okay, they yeah. go um while at the same time all the other universes are in the tower itself so basically the tower is just the thing that's holding the universes up and if, if that's destroyed every single universe is destroyed um, and every universe is parallel. So, like, one our universe, we have Coca-Cola. There's The universe next to us is the exact same, except they have Nuzzle-Cola. So there's, like, one thing is different. Um, Nuzzle-Cola. Yeah, My it's favorite. Because, like, in the books, you can see a lot of things that are very similar. Um, it may be just, like, a, a rebranded version of what we... RC-Cola makes it into the books yeah there's a difference between coca-cola and rc cola and and in one of the books stephen king actually writes himself in they have to go and see stephen king yeah they make a big thing about him drinking the coke i was so confused i'm like why do they keep bringing this up it's so weird yeah in one of the i can't remember i'm pretty sure maybe it was when he went back with or when he was with eddie getting his antibiotics like when he hits the first yeah it was that because eddie like gave him pop for the first time because sugar is not a common thing in roland's world like in Midworld, the world is basically falling apart. Yeah. So Roland, that's why he wants to go to the tower. Because um, in their world, they, had, they have a rumor that there's like some godlike entity that, that lives at the top of the tower. So Roland wants to go and have a, a palaver with him, or just a meeting with him, pretty much. Um, and uh, the way they describe the tower, one of the most important things, uh, it's how Jake and Susanna, I think, no, Jake and Roland get back uh, to Midworld is uh through a flower at the, like the construction site yeah and that flower like speaks to jake or sings to him the tower in end world it is 
like vast fields, you can't see the end of the fields of all those flowers. Yeah. So like most people who get to the tower don't even make it there because they just like they end up dead amongst the flowers because they're listening to the beautiful song. Yeah. So overall, I would say let's let's uh, let's get some get some ratings. I I heard a five out of ten somewhere earlier. Yeah, that was that was mine. Just more like as we explore it, like. If I had gone in, like it would probably be much lower. But just as like a base movie, I didn't want to like completely turn it off just because I had hope that it would get better. But then it didn't. But like it was an hour and a half. It's whatever. If it was three hours, I probably would have tapped out. But I'd probably give it like a five and a half or a six. I enjoyed the first part of it, and then it progressively got worse. And like you said, I ended up with more questions than answers by the end of it. Um, but I also enjoyed it more than the other movies we've watched and they had lower ratings. So I'm going to give this one like a five and a half, I suppose. Uh, the only other thing is, uh, from the sounds of it, like obviously there's seven books you said that have been written over 20 years and you guys are obviously not telling it in chronological order. So I'm confused as fuck by what's even supposed to be happening. But if I was a person that read the books and saw this movie and how they basically just like reversed everything that was supposed to be about it. I would probably be extremely upset about this movie. Yeah. I would go like three and a half, four. Like it, it, it had its moments. It showed some cool action sequences and stuff like that. It kept me, watching the movie for a movie but because of the background and my expectations going into the film even watching it a second time like i definitely i won't watch it a third time it's not it won't happen again because i literally only watched it for this movie review it still just pisses me off even knowing the explanations that i do now and having that understanding it's still it's you you had a chance at some at greatness and you are just like no we gotta we got to just make the cash that we can instead of shelling out more to, to like you were made way more money on uh, a TV series or uh, seven movies. Yeah. You make more money if you build a successful universe. Um, I'm giving two ratings. One rating is for the movie itself uh, with my expectations of knowing most of the books. And that's a one. It's a one out of 10 horrible. Fuck it. After reading uh, more about it and, like, learning about the Horn of Eld thing, which is, in my opinion, a complete fucking cop-out. Like, in my opinion, it's just, they put it in the movie as, like, a we know it's gonna, the fans are gonna be pissed, so this is how we're gonna try and quell the rage a little bit. Um, uh, a three. Because it's still, it's nowhere near the books. Like, the the books are are amazing. To you, this movie is like the death note movie is to me yeah this that death note movie it took everything that made people like death note and changed them all yeah like the main character i think i got maybe five to ten minutes in i think when he was screaming light yagami started screaming i i shut her off because like this is this isn't how it's supposed to be yeah, Light and L supposed to be like completely calm, calculated, a hundred percent cerebral people, and then they're just like, you know what we're gonna do for the movie? We're just gonna make them like whiny teenagers. It's like, no, fuck off. Yeah, he, they fucking turned it into a spastic. Yeah. All right. So the average rating, three point seven five. Uh, would not recommend this movie to anyone. Uh, but. I'd say me and Jordan recommend the books. I recommend you two read the books or, or, or listen to the books, whatever you need to do to, to get that in your life because they are fantastic and they definitely explain stuff and they, they're good fantasy books um, to be enjoyed. Uh, I believe next time is finally Justin's Choice on Movie. Yeah. And what are we going to be reviewing? Primer. Primer time travel movie so oh, I thought it was about get, your, 
get your your brain noggin working. I'm sure Jeff will find 800 inconsistencies, yep. but it's fine. <laughs> I hate it already. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. Other than you. All right. So thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Um, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Watch out for the lobstrosities, people. Thank you.